Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. And we are live. How about you, everybody? Welcome into the latest edition of the Auburn Live Show, recruiting edition this week, also known as the Shrivel Freaking Pod. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. And if you're not a member of that site, you're missing out. It only costs $1 for the entire year. If you don't have a dollar, I'll even loan you a buck, man. Just get signed up. I'll loan you a buck. You can pay me back next year. No interest. <laughs> With a can of <laughs> That's right, man. One dollar for an entire year, man. We got everything going down. This is supposed to be the the the, the slow season in recruiting, but it's been anything but it. We're going to talk about it all today on the show. Uh, here to talk about it with me is Mr. Cole Pinkston. Cole, how the hell are you, big dog? I'm doing great, man. Like, getting like getting settled in here. I think I think we're. I'm not going to disappear this week. Okay. Like I did last week for like, like five minutes. I like your curtains, man. <laughs> Thank you. I picked them out. Did you? I did. Yeah, that's my favorite. You got that pink thumb. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, joining us as well is Mr. J Head. How you doing, big dog? I'm doing good. I'm getting life lessons here. Cole's feng shui. Jeffrey's getting real tender hearted. He's going into his Copenhagen money for you guys. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> a great show, man. Great show. Okay, so we talked a little bit about some of the things we're going to talk about today. We talked about some of them on the call-in show Tuesday night. We want to go a little bit more in-depth on those today, starting off with the big news. Auburn today, this is Thursday, what is it, July 13th. Auburn finally announced the, uh, officially announced the hire of Drew, Drew, Fabianich. 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 Yeah. (laughs) That dude. Uh, as the new director of scouting and development, he's been with the Cowboys for, I think, 17 years. Jay Head, you gave us a great rundown on his history on the call-in show. Hit, hit us up real quick on uh, on the Sherwood Pod here for the for the folks listening. Absolutely. Drew Fabianich is a fantastic talent evaluator. You're, you nailed it. He's been working for the Cowboys for 17 years in their scouting department. Somebody that has been able to hit on guys, whether they be first-round picks or later-round picks, such as a Terrence Newman where they've been able to identify Pro Bowl players at a high caliber level, and he's had his hands involved in all of that. When you are in the situation that Auburn Auburn is in, and you're in the NIL era, and you're trying to make a determination, potentially, you know, once somebody signs with you as to what their value would be or kind of how to work with the collective or something of that nature, you would want somebody that's got an NFL background that could kind of help you navigate those murky waters. From a talent it just basically ID ability alone. Drew Fabianich is going to be fantastic with helping us nail our evaluations and being a go-between between the coaches um, and some of the off-the-field staff as far as kind of streamlining things and freeing up hands to do other things around the office where he can basically focus on the scouting aspect of it and they can focus on the day-to-day hands-on, hand-on you know, recruiting, helping our assistant coaches get these players in that we need. But Great. Great point there, man. Uh, oh, so close. At least he got his, his thought finished. Jay had just dropped out. He did. He got it all out. He did. It's perfect timing. Uh, but I, I thought that was a great point he makes in that the NFL structure of the NFL and how, paying players and you're going to need a guy with that much background to come in and say, hey, man, here's what this guy's worth. I don't think he's a penny more. I don't think he's a penny's le- penny less. And, you know, this is what you should, NIL collective, be willing to – 
invest in this kid, um, whether it be from the social media aspect, marketing aspect, talent aspect, the position aspect. Um, this is a guy who's got the background in all of that and uh, should be a very valuable asset to Auburn moving forward. Cole, what do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you what, evaluation is not just football film anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the whole reason we at On3 do the NIL valuation is because staffs are having to take into account, you know, um, if I am going to promise this guy an NIL deal or if they're going to have an NIL deal at my school, is he worth all this money? Is, is, it, is he the kind of player that would um, play to that standard, basically? Mm-hmm. All that's going into it as well. I mean, you know, it's, it's, the NCAA has kind of created a business-like atmosphere in uh, major college football, and um, Drew Fabianich is a guy that, that handled that business side of things in the NFL. And, uh, you know, that's, that's going to be more of, of uh, a job role in college football now. And that's what Auburn wants him to do. Alan Green came out today with a message basically to the big money guys. I mean, he, he was talking to everybody, but, you know, behind the scenes, you got to think he was talking to the guys with the, with the wallets that are a little bit thicker than mine. <laughs> Just re- reiterating how important the NIL is and um, – he had a message today, and it was uh, it was kind of a I don't know we use the term bat signal there at the corner a lot, but you know it was almost him saying, "Hey man, we we need you, and we're we're going to need you moving forward uh, with with recruiting." And how much NIL has affected the recruiting so far for Auburn, especially with these last couple of guys that Auburn missed out on. Uh, yeah, Jay, we were talking about after you you, you jumped off perfectly uh, after you got your <laughs> thing out, but. Yeah. Cole and I were, were rehashing what you said about him being able to evaluate talent, not only talent, but value. And coming, yeah. from, a, from, coming from a professional ranks, he's, he's been doing that for so long, um, being able to come into Auburn and, and say, hey, man, this guy's, you know, his value to us should, should be here in this range and no more or no less. And uh, Cole made a good point. It's more of a business model now. It's more an NFL model now than NCAA football is. So, uh we we thought it was a uh, great addition. Should be a good at. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It is a very good and timely addition, I would say. No, I, I couldn't agree with you guys. Very shrewd, very on point with where we are in today's recruiting landscape. You need somebody of this magnitude to help you. Yeah, you need somebody, and not only is it going to help Auburn, it's going to help our kids because this is somebody that has deep. NFL ties that can make communication with teams in the NFL. You're going to get more feedback from various organizations as to what kids need to do to improve their NFL draft stock all the way around a win for Auburn. You know what I mean? If you're Brian Harson, if you're Alan Green, if you're anybody associated with the Auburn football team, this is a fantastic hire and a win for you today. Yeah. And also, we had mentioned that Alan Green had come out. I don't know if you saw it, Jay Head. You might have been at work. Uh, but Alan Green had come out on Twitter with a message to the boosters saying, hey, man, we need you. Uh, it's it's yeah. going to be very important moving forward. And I, I was saying that, you know, Auburn missed out on a couple of guys, or they will, uh, already have and probably will here soon because of NIL. And now I think Radovich, God bless America, my son, Fabianovich. <laughs> <laughs> That dude with my ass. I did not mean to call him a bitch. <laughs> maybe on it. Maybe on it. Uh, 
from what we've been told behind the scenes on some of these guys, you know, I, I don't know that they're probably uh, exceeding their value to the team, but um, he could certainly help gauge on that and, and what, what a player's worth. But yeah. uh, Alan Green coming to the NIL saying, hey, man, we need you. Uh, Auburn needs to get their NIL together. They need to get it uh, all on the same team, man, moving forward and helping this team out instead of hurting them. And I think the lack of the NIL and the, the lack of the numbers is certainly hurting them in, in recruiting with a couple of guys. Now, I, I don't want to say that for all these recruits. Uh, a lot of these recruits don't even mention NIL. And I think it's going to transition into our next topic, but a couple of these 2024 guys haven't didn't even bring it up. Didn't even bring it up. That, that, it was not important to them. They uh, they want to play for Auburn, and and I thought that was big. And and I think some people in the corner were saying, oh well, if you know, 2023 guys are worried about this, and how are we getting 2024 guys? Well, there's a big difference, big difference in uh in what's important to these kids. And I feel like you look at the 2023 class. We talked about Jeremiah Cobb, Carmelo English, and, and guys that are already on board. Terrence Love, Braden Joyner, same type of character. And yeah. Those are uh, those are the guys Harson's looking for. But speaking of 2024, it's been a little slow with 2023. It's going to be probably slower. Jelani Thurman, the four-star tight end, is announcing Sunday. Do not expect him to choose Auburn. Uh, I think I think we all agree. Ohio State just kind of came out of nowhere earlier this week with him, yep. and probably has something to do with NIL. And and good for them. I mean, right? I mean, if if you're willing to spend it, now you can actually say good for the school if you're willing to pay for them. Go for it. Yep. Uh, thought thought Michigan State Auburn, but uh, Ohio State certainly came in. We expect him to commit to Ohio State. Uh, but while where Auburn is losing momentum in 2023, they're certainly gaining some in 2024. I've been updating the 2024 list throughout the week for the Big Cat weekend on July 30th, and it is as impressive 2024 list I think that I've ever seen. Like I I don't know that I, I mean it, it, there's usually been with this late in the summer. You know, it, it, it was typically before the camps and stuff like that. And uh, But with it being this late in the summer, you're limited on your 2023s. So, Auburn, what does Auburn do? They turn to 2024, and they've gotten some of the best recruits, especially in the state of Alabama, already yeah. locked in coming. Let me let me read you off real quick. Four-star quarterback, Aaron Nolan's coming over. He is Jelani Thurman's teammate. He's a four-star quarterback. I mean, he's a 2024 four-star quarterback. And then Adrian Posse coming up from Miami for, for his second visit. Came, came, came back in June um, and, and camped. Won MVP of the camp that day. Received an offer. Has built a great relationship with Eric Keesaw. Uh, I don't know. It's always going to be tough to get a Miami kid from Miami. Mm-hmm. Hurricanes, but Auburn certainly in very good position with Air Nolan and Adrian Posse uh, to get a quarterback commitment early. And then you've got four-star defensive lineman Jeremiah Beeman coming up from uh, coming down from Birmingham. Jaden Lewis from Anniston, four-star defensive back. Sterling Dixon, four-star edge from Mobile. Jamarian Burnett, four-star running back from Andalusia. Amon Lane, four-star defensive back from Moody's coming back. And then Cameron Coleman, he's a non-ranked wide receiver, but shit, man, he's got offers from Auburn, Oregon, Texas A&M. He is a stud. He is yep. the next in line of receivers from Phoenix City Central. Uh, and then Keon Dunlap and Eric Winders, teammates from Enterprise, Alabama. Both of those guys have SEC offers. Uh, Dunlap is 2024, and Eric Winters is 2025. I would say, I think it's safe to say, if we're talking about commitments from Auburn, and we've seen the bat signal come out from Darren Usher and Ruzik and 
uh, Trevon Reed and all these guys this week. Uh, you got to think Auburn is in great shape to land at least two of those guys, and I'm telling you, two of those guys, and they're out of all the four stars. So you're looking at two, adding two, at least two four stars from the 2024 class. Uh, Big Cat weekend. I, I, I would I would expect that. I think it's a great move by Auburn to bring in these 2024. Jay, what do you think? I couldn't agree with you more, Jay Lee. I mean, it, like you said, this hasn't been the most exciting cycle to this point for 2023, right? We're, we're in a little bit of a rut. Um, it is what it is. And we all know that results on the field are probably not the results in this class. Now, what they are doing this big cat weekend, which is a monumental weekend for us, is they're treating it like it's junior day. Okay. You're getting on the front end of getting the most talented junior prospects in the entire Southeast on your campus for one of your best events that you put together collectively as a staff all year long. I, I can't see how important this is for them to hit it out of the park because this is finally going to be the class where these guys aren't going to be out relationship to a degree. Even in this 2023 class, they've been playing catch up some. This 2024, this group of coaches will have been there. They will have had relationships with these guys from the time they were freshmen in high school. Okay. This is a fantastic way to come full circle, get the best of the best in 2024 on campus, create some momentum, specifically if you can get a signal caller in your class that's of a blue chip variety, and you got two very, very good ones that are going to be on campus. So if you start to get things trending in the right direction for 2024, think about how much better you're going to be off in January. Say you hit eight, nine wins. You get a bowl game. How much better are you going to be in the 2024 class for already having laid this groundwork? Now, if you got to go back and pick up 2023 in the transfer portal, you can do that. You know what I mean? If you come up short. Yeah, right. But you really want to get now with 2024. You don't want to be playing behind. You want to make sure that everything you're doing is putting you on the front end of the spear. And that's what they're doing this weekend. Cole, you, you've kept up with a lot of this 2024 class now. What do you, what do you think about, the, about this group coming in for Big Cat? Uh, well, number one, momentum is crucial for for Auburn in recruiting right now, and uh, you know I think the, I think the staff did a good job of reading where they could find that momentum, and they find it in bringing in a huge 2024 group because they know they got good relationships with those guys, like Jay had said, and they felt as though that um, you know they're in good standing with a few of those guys, and and maybe could start pushing for a few of them, so. If the momentum's not hitting in the 2023 class right now, uh, you know, so be it. That's the way things are at this point. Things have gone stagnant, uh, you know, in July um, before the season hits. They know that's that's a big selling point when they get there. So they have to wait on that in, in a way. So why not go ahead and, and try to uh, create some fireworks with the 2024 class? And they're, um, you know, they're looking to do that. Apparently something has happened according to some, some latest tweets from Darren Usher and, and Brian Harson and Steven Ruzik. So looking for momentum any way that they can, and I think they, uh, they've they stumbled across some in that way. Yeah, and I, and I think getting that quarterback, one of the two, yes, yeah. on board would be huge. I know I know Cameron Coleman, in the four-star, or should be a four-star wide receiver for Vinny C, certainly is keeping an eye on that. Turning to the 2023 class, <clears throat> We uh, added a couple of guys this week to the Big Cat list. I thought the most uh, 
The one that stood out to me the most was Bison Lang, big interior offensive lineman from right up the road in, in Pike Road, who released his top six um, on Tuesday, I believe, Monday or Tuesday. Damn, yeah. I was surprised as shit to see his top six. <laughs> his top six was Arkansas, Georgia, LSU, Auburn, uh, Texas a and Texas, yeah, Texas and Tennessee, not Texas and Tennessee, right? Tennessee and Texas. Yeah, yeah, Texas was in there. Tennessee, yeah. There's some some stud programs. Auburn's in there, and he is now coming for Big Cat Weekend. Auburn had, uh, you know, recruited him early on. I think Cole didn't you have something on Bison not too long ago? Yeah, he was at the A Day game, um, and I talked to him there, and he was like, "Man, uh, when you got a school like Auburn in your backyard, you got to come as many times as, as they as they allow you to." And I was like, "Hmm, interesting." And, and I asked him, I was like, when did, when did Auburn, you know, offer you?" He said, "Oh, it was back in like December, November. It's been a while." So, uh, of the linemen that that were in the class, he was one of the earliest offers in the 2023 class, which is interesting too. So I think that's something to monitor going forward. And yeah. I, I never thought that Auburn was out of it uh, with him, and I never thought they weren't pushing. It's just kind of a one of those deals where the kid doesn't give off too much of, of what's going on. And obviously, a lot of people, like like you just said, Jeffrey, were like, "Wow, you got all these schools on running, interesting." Yeah, and and not not just a kid who's releasing a list. He's got official visits set up to these schools. Mm-hmm. I thought that told me a lot about the the interest from those other schools, whether it was legit or not. He's got official. He's he's going to official visits in September to these schools. So yeah. uh, definitely, I love what Auburn is doing with the Big Cat 2023 list because we know how big of a need offensive line is. Yeah. And right now, at least planning to attend right now, you've got four star offensive tackle Bo Hughley. You've got Braden Joyner coming over to help recruit commitment. You got Bison Lane coming down. You got offensive tackles Jatavia Shivers, Janoris Wilson, T.J. Johnson coming up from Louisiana. So that's four offensive tackles, two interior line guys, and um, D.J. Chester, the four-star offensive tackle, is considering it. He he's got it penciled in. Uh, he's not confirmed yet. And also Kelton Smith from down in Columbus, four-star offensive tackle. I think Auburn's a long shot for him, but getting him back on campus uh, would never be a bad thing. So you're looking at what that one, two. You got four offensive tackles, two interior guys, all coming to Big Cat right now, confirmed. Yep, that's a good that's a good sign. I mean, uh, for for as many offensive line questions as I get on our board, yeah, <laughs> you, you like to see those numbers, whether or not they're guys you've really tracked for a while or not. It, it doesn't matter. You get the guys in there and you see what happens. Let's see it, a couple. That's of, correct. Go ahead, Jay. I know you. I know how important the offensive line is in this class and being able to get those guys and, and possibly a couple of more got to be big. It, it's huge. And I, you know, I got to kind of asked, you know, how did I see the offensive line board the other day and made a post on that guys that I thought, you know, where I would rate them as far as that's concerned, but on my board overall for the guys that we've shown interest in, we're going to have five or six potentially of those guys on mm-hmm. campus. You know what I mean? Only one of those is committed. Yeah. All right. It's huge from the Janoris Wilson standpoint as well as DJ Chester because those guys are swing guys that can play inside or out. And when you have as many needs as we do, you need versatility in this class because you're having to throw a lot of bodies at what's going to be an issue next season should we not land a lot of people in this class. So it's, it's, a, it's a premium position. They're addressing it early right now. You can see the attention voting to it. Yeah. I mean, hats off 
and Joe Bernardi and everybody else that's going to get these guys on campus, and let's see if we can't make a move. Um, a guy like Bison Lang is very important in this class. You know I mean? We haven't talked about him. You're right. He has gone kind of quiet. A guy that's he plays tackle in high school is probably an interior lineman for us, but he's a prototype left guard. You I mean, he's a more SEC starter. And probably the biggest competition right now for him is Arkansas. And nobody IDs offensive line talent like Sam Pittman. I mean, he's right. one of the best. So, you know, he's a local kid. I would love for us to be able to make a move with him, Wilson, Chester. You know, maybe you get lucky and you make a move with Bo Hughley, who obviously has flirted with Auburn for a long time. And then you got two guys that haven't gotten offers yet. Very interested with Johnson and Shivers. Yeah. The uh, quarterback position is also a pretty big hot topic for Auburn fans right now. Brock Glenn continues to linger on his decision. I, I personally have moved on from him. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to acknowledge it when he makes a commitment, but I have yeah. no right. – uh, no. I, I, no <clears throat> dreams of him choosing Auburn anymore. I don't. I think Cole and I both. I, and listen, I put, I put my pick in for Florida State, and it was more. It was a non-Auburn pick. I don't. I don't know where he goes. I just don't think it's going to be Auburn. Uh, some of the things we talked about Tuesday, and, and Zach even mentioned this too, is um, who are some possibilities? And we talked about Jackson Smollett from Iowa. Is that right? Yeah. Smollett. Yeah. Smollett. And then. Uh, yep. Emory Williams, I believe, is committed to Miami right now. Jay Head, you brought his name up. One guy I have not heard and I do not expect is the Florida State decommitment who was – what's his name? Chris Parsons. That's him. Chris Parsons. There seems to be some traction there with Virginia Tech and potentially South Carolina and Mississippi State for him. Those seem to be the teams. And, you know, Penn State may get involved. I'm not exactly sure, but who – us. It seems like Smolik um, is kind of target number one, potentially Emory Williams two. And as you mentioned on the really, I think there's the distinct possibility that we could, if we don't land one of those two, we could bypass quarterback recruiting in this class and try to take two in 2024. I tell you what, man, after what has happened the last couple of days, uh, I don't think Auburn's pushing really hard for either one of those two guys, Smolik or uh, Williams. I, I, I I think maybe there's some contact being made. I don't think there's anything right now, and that could change. Certainly, that could change tonight, uh, but not a lot of push. I think when Auburn looks at their 2024 class and having those two guys, Posse and Nolan, coming for the Big Cat weekend, and I feel like Auburn feels like it's in a pretty good spot for both of them, yep. then um, you, you, you kind of tend to say, well, let's just don't let, let's uh, let's hold off. Let's wait. Let's get two of these guys if we can. And that could be certainly an option for Auburn right now, at least right now. Uh, I agree. And and I think we're in a good spot with other quarterbacks in that 2024 class. You've got McClellan out of uh, Clay Chalkwell that they're in a good position with. I'm trying to think of the kid. It's it's not Lonergan. It's uh, the kid from Savannah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of his name. And then you got a kid that's right down here at Baker High School in Mobile that's also a high prospect in the 2024 class oh, that yeah. we're also – Right. What's, it, what's his name? Flowers. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that's, that's the guy from Baker. Josh you got it. So those are five guys that they're all in good position with in the 2024 class. If you feel as though their upside is greater and can withstand 
should you have some attrition? Merklinger. I don't think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Merklinger. I don't think it's altogether a bad move to go that route. Now, I like the kid from Iowa. I think he fits what we want to do, but that's up to, I mean, that's up to this coaching staff to see if they want to go in and, and, and extend an offer. I, they haven't done that to this point. I think it's possible. Probably be the one that's more probable between Williams. Like you said, they haven't made the move yet, which means there's some hesitation there for one reason or another. Yeah, and I think I think all of these uh, quarterbacks Harson likes. He likes to get them on campus. He wants to see them. He, he likes to see them close up. He likes to see them throw the football uh, before yeah. he does offer these guys. And that was the case with Brock Glenn too, Jeffrey. They they didn't and offer Austin. him right. They didn't offer him until they saw him in person. I mean, they all they can go by until they see him in person is looking at him on film or or what their you know listed size is on a roster somewhere. Uh, and then they see him in person, and, and they saw Brock Glenn and went, okay, he is, you know, he, he's he's grown into his body. He looks the part. And that's what they do with a lot of guys. So that's how they'll continue to do it, I think. Particularly quarterback. I can't imagine them offering Smollett um, without seeing him in person and the opportunity to do that dwindling down until uh, the fall at least. I, you know, he might be a guy that they keep warm in, ca- in case they want to add a guy late. Uh, yeah. But for right now, I think uh, I, I don't see Auburn taking quarterback right now. Yeah, maybe keeping the guy warm, and I'm sure if somebody called him, he's like, "Yeah, I'm talking to Auburn. Maybe I won't, might, I, might, I might visit." But uh, not not a big push right now for a quarterback. Yeah, you kind of have the luxury to sit back and, and weigh your options there with with guys that really like you in the next class and the and the upcoming transfer portal too. If you lose somebody, well, guess what? Then you have a spot to sell. And that's kind of how the quarterback position goes because, you know, there's not there's not a lot of spots that you can fill with a quarterback position. So when there's one open, somebody will be interested, and that's kind of how that works. And if you're going to take two in 2024, what better, you know, uh, leverage do you have than we didn't take one in 2023? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Big Cat coming up. Let me see who else we've got uh, on the on the list. Jeremiah Cobb, Carmelo English, Terrence Love, uh, Braden Joyner, we talked about him. Jeremiah Anglin is a new name for me. I think Keith did a story on him a week or two ago, and he is a guy I put on the list. He said he's coming. So there's so the dead period runs from uh, July through August with the, with the exception of the last week in July. So there's going to be seven days recruits can take visits during the middle of this dead period. And Jeremiah Anglin, Anglin, a four-star defensive back from Florida, Lake Wells, said, I'm coming. I think it's going to be for Big Cat. I'm not sure. Regardless, I'm coming. Auburn's kind of jumped in the boat with him the last couple of weeks. I think they offered him not too long ago as well. Correct. Back and, in June. And Derek Hunter, we, we've talked about him. He's at junior college now, former four-star defensive tackle, Texas A&M, uh, going to spend this fall at Hines. He's coming. And I think that's – oh, I know who I want to talk about, Cole, was Marcellius Pulliam. Yeah. The, the yeah. linebacker from Georgia. Who yeah. Is a, a maybe, or at least I had him a maybe. What, what, you talked to him the other night, Cole. What did you find out? Yeah, he's, he's still a maybe because he, he might have had a prior engagement going on. Um, but he's, he did say he was going to try to get there and see, see if he could make it and all that. But he said, regardless, look, I, I'm taking an official visit there. I will have an official visit there in the fall. And – um 
and I kind of went into that a little bit and asked him, you know, how many of those? He goes, oh, I'm just going to take two or three, and we'll see how it goes. And said some schools like Miami, Louisville, we're kind of after him right now. Um, but, you know, said C-Rob. Coach Christian Robinson was his guy. That's that's my number one guy. That's the guy that has always stayed with me through all this, and, and he's never wavered. Kept the, the line of communication open. And, uh, man, that's why I'm giving Auburn a real hard look. That's why I want to keep returning. Uh, another guy, a uh, maybe, or at least he told me it was a maybe, was uh, Jacorius Hart, J.C. Hart from Los Chapoca, three-star yep. defensive back, yep. who um, I think we all agreed that if Auburn wants him, yeah, he I, will be I, in this class. I think so, yeah. I, and, I, I Yeah. Go ahead, Jay. No, I said they just got to turn up the heat. Yeah. I mean, I, I think communication's there. I think it's steady. I just think they've got to apply that pressure a little bit with him and let him know, like, hey, you're, you're a front-line guy for us. We want you in this class. And, and, Cole, you think that if they do want him, uh, something could happen pretty soon? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's a guy that's going to take too long to make a decision. I think he's probably um, – I, I, you know, it just seems like he wants to have something, something decided before he gets to play in his senior year. Um, that seems to be important to him. And uh, we're still checking on that. We're still trying to learn more from him. But that, that seems to be the consensus from people I've talked to, that a decision could come, you know, in the next month or two. Yeah. And with kids, like, they, they typically want to do it, like, on a special date of some his birthday or something of that nature. Yeah, so, yeah, right. I'd say watch for that. I think August 12th, it may or may not be circulating out there right now for him commitment date so August the 12th who didn't some other folks jump in on him yeah Missouri, Missouri Mississippi State Miss, yeah um, UCF and Vanderbilt yeah okay. I think, uh, and Tennessee was watching him yeah he's a smart kid if I'm remembering correctly very bright I think he's a dual enrollment student at Auburn University right now and carrying around a 4.0 GPA. Yeah. So I, I think UCF is actually pushing for him pretty hard. Mississippi State as well. I would say uh, th those two would probably be Auburn's biggest competition just from reading it how I am right now. I, I thought maybe he could be, if Auburn pushed for him, he could be a big cat uh, commitment. But what did you say about August 12th? Jay Head, you've seen it out there somewhere that maybe that was a potential. I, I, yeah, I, I've seen that circulating out there that August 12th, that's his birthday, um, and that there's the potential that he could be having an announcement commitment then. If he's going to do it before the season, it would be for him to be able to announce what college to attend for the next four years, three years, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, everybody wants to know commitments and how many and Big Cat and mm -hmm. we're going to get any. And um, I guess of the 2023 guys confirmed as of right now, I would say I don't see Vice and Lane committing. I don't see uh, – I don't know. I mean, if Shivers, Wilson, Johnson. Uh, I think Auburn – has Auburn offered Wilson? Yes. Uh, yes, they have offered him. They offered him when he was on campus back in, in the April? spring. Yeah, I think it was April. April, yeah. Uh, maybe one of those offensive linemen. I wouldn't have him on commit watch right now. I think the best shot Auburn would have would be J.C. Hart. But if you're saying August 12th, then I'd probably scratch that too. Probably going to be 
more focused on the 2024s and you go down through that 2024 list, all of which are five star or four star guys. And, uh, I would say at least two of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. That that's my expectation. Jeffrey is 2024 with a potential surprise in 2020. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. I'm not going to rule out being excited. Somebody like a Janoris Wilson where Alden has really kind of started to ramp up communication with him. He's, the official in the fall, I believe, for the Penn State game. So maybe he gets there and gets caught up in the things do happen. Um, and especially if we're to him for offensive linemen in this class. So I'm with you. I think potentially 2024 guys, two of them, Shivers and Johnson, don't have an offer. Say so they get an offer, they get excited, and or Wilson, we apply a little pressure there, and maybe that pop. But I don't – you know, that's more speculation than it is actually on commit watch. But where my attention is for Big Cat is to get at those commitments is coming 2024. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Marcellus Pulliam, Jacorius Hart, uh, some other guys that are still on the uh, undecided. Jaden Osbury, I talked to somebody close to his recruitment the other day. Jaden Osbury, the four-star linebacker from Baton Rouge, whose brother Austin is at Auburn as a freshman defensive back. Jaden is – Planning to come, but he's not sure if he's going to be able to. And this is not one of those, I don't want to go because his brother's here and his mom and dad want to come see his brother every chance they get. So it's not like he's choosing to go fishing, you know, yeah, overcoming right. the big cat or anything. Or, uh, so if they can come, I think his dad uh, is trying to get free of an obligation so that they can come. Uh, but I still don't feel comfortable putting him up on the uh, will attend. I think he's still trying to. Uh, Jelani Thurman, we're about to erase him off that list. Joshua Horton, yep. uh, a good friend, Jason Caldwell over at 24-7, had an update on him today, and I think he said he was going on the 29th. He's going to Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee, which which uh, which opens up, if you think about his line of travel, going from Atlanta, uh, going up to Knoxville, and then it would make sense to come down to Auburn that next day. At least be something to keep an eye on. He didn't – I don't think he said either way what he was doing on the 30th, and I don't know that it was in that story. But I thought that was good because if he's going down to Florida or UCF or something like that, that day it's going to be even more difficult to get back at Auburn. You're in Atlanta and you're going up to Knoxville, you come right down, uh, I think, 65 to, uh, to get, that, get, get to Auburn. So – that would be big. Joshua Horton, and he said he's getting close to making the decision. I think he wants to have a preseason uh, commitment. Getting man, these Langston Hughes guys. Are, uh, if I had any hair left, dude, I'd I'd been losing it. Thanks to them. I mean, it's been a roller coaster. It has. It has. But what do you think about Josh Horton, Jay Head? I think it's yeah. I would have at this point. You know what I mean? Uh, whereas I would have said he's all Auburn two months ago. Mm-hmm. Right now, I know that UCF is in contention largely because of Travis Williams and the relationship that he has there, that North Carolina at times has had appeal. I think this comes down to three SEC schools. I think it comes down to Auburn, Florida, Tennessee in the end. Where he's going to land right now, I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say – I would say conventional wisdom says Auburn's still got the edge. But that would be me speculating more than that would be saying I'm very confident in that answer. You know, uh, it was, what, three months ago where I think all three of us were saying Josh Horton could be the next commitment. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, even before Terrence Love committed, I thought Josh Horton was going to be next. Well, it was that week when he was with all his teammates, and then he came back two or three days later with his family, and we were like, whoa, okay, interesting. It's almost like all these other schools like Tennessee and Florida, they were on him a little bit, but they were on kind of all the Langston Hughes guys, and now they're like, okay, well, maybe we should they, – they sort of specified things with Josh Horton because they saw him in person and said, ah, he's – yeah, he's just as impressive as as the other guys too, so – individually recruiting him sort of got him in with the rest of the guys, rest of the schools. And um, Auburn has been there the whole time, but he's wanting to hear everybody out too. And if he's wanting to make a decision soon, he's got a lot to think about. And he still has really, really close ties with all of those schools that, that Jay had mentioned. So it, it, that's why it's so hard to read him. He, I don't, I don't think he has a, a pinned down answer where he wants to go yet either. Which is, Amazing to me that these kids don't really know, and then they set a date. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> it does. Now, and, and I wonder how much of that's you know, just kind of leaving it up in the air. Like, surely you know if you've set a date, right? No, no, I'm, I'm going to set an early deadline for me to make the most important decision of my young life, and I'm <laughs> going to force myself to pick a school that I may or may not be ready to spend the next three to four years. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I would tell you, yeah, I would tell you what I have been told with nationally. What's going, what's kind of pushing some of this is for guys to be able to work out in a, nil contracts with certain schools. Ah, oh, so there you go. Up their commitment date a little bit, so that they've got time to negotiate out. Now, I don't think that that's necessarily happening at Auburn. Um, in general. My understanding is certain kids are committing early to get the logistics worked out on what's going to happen. Keeping the big cat list going, not attending. We know uh, Quay Russell, James Smith, the two five-star in-state guys are going to Florida that weekend, already planned it. Uh, Lewis Carter, four-star linebacker from Tampa, is visiting Florida as of now. I think Auburn's trying to change his mind on that. Of course, Wilkie denied the uh, four-star edge from Fort Pierce. And these are just the guys that we've heard from, man. There's still a lot of people out there that are unconfirmed. I expect – I mean, we're still two weeks from Big Cat. A lot can happen between now and yeah. then. A lot of guys can be added. Sure. So not uh, not convinced that this is the final list whatsoever. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else we have missed. Uh, when it comes to – the edge position. I'm, I'm trying to think of the uh, – need an edge or two, man. Need an edge or two. 2023 20, 20, 20, guys. Yes, at least two or three. And it would be nice to get them on campus. I think it's been – I, I tell you, the timing of this and the way that recruiting's gone down in the past six weeks with all the official visits and all the commitments and everybody wanting to get their decisions out of the way, get on board somewhere – it's uh it's it's pretty much through a wrench. You think about Cole looking back on those official visits in June of how many kids left Auburn with these glowing reviews and saying, I'm gonna be back for Big Cat. Right? I mean yeah. Jamal Jarrett. Keldrick Falk comes to mind on that. Keldrick Falk, Jamal Jarrett. Uh, there were several guys that were like, Man, I'm coming back. You know, I love it. I'm coming back for Big Cat and then two weeks later they're committing to other schools. So I I, I which is probably one of the reasons we've seen a uh, uh, 
factor more more of a factor put on the 2024 class easier to get those guys on campus yeah but do want to see some more 2023 guys added to the list if it can be possible i'm trying to think of 2023 edges cole can you think of anybody i mean I, we know reuben bain's not coming uh, or assuming he's not coming wilkie's not coming yeah quay russell's going to florida russell's going to florida and other than that ashley uh, williams was a guy but he just committed to nebraska uh Seems like there's a. I'm gonna have to learn how to move my tabs around. <laughs> oh, I think I can now, now that I've got now that I've got um, Wi-Fi, Ethernet, right? Yeah, you should. Let's see. Think. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the edge guys that that Auburn has offered. Uh, you there know, you go. Like, That's what I was trying to pull up. Yeah. Tassili Akana, I mean, I don't think he would come back for something like that. He's maybe an official visit. Was he? He was. He was. He was genuinely interested in Auburn when he, he left. He seemed to be. Yeah, yeah. I'd. I'd say. I mean, he's going to try to come back for a game, but not for something like this. I wouldn't think. And and, and that's what you want him to come back to. You want him to come yeah, back. Yeah. To right. I think he's seen the campus twice now on unofficial visits. Once the past two summers, you want to get him back in the fall. And who are we? Uh, and he is from. Is he from Hawaii? Yeah, but he plays in Utah. Utah? Yeah. Big yeah. stud of an edge. Which, speaking of Utah, you have Hunter Clegg, who's yeah. haven't heard much about him lately, but somebody that we know Rock Bell and Tony likes and, and is trying to work on there, too. So, um, him and, and uh, Rico Walker's another guy, even though he's mm-hmm. planning to announce. Yeah, he's planning to announce soon. Just Jay Head, we're just talking about guys edge targets that could possibly visit. That we're trying to run through the names here, and and uh, you know, it's tough to find one. It is. I mean, of, of the guys that they've offered, yeah, right. of the guys they've offered. I'm with you. Obviously, the two kids from Utah. That that's big. He can make a move there. Um, Wilkie Denod, whether he's an edge. Or he can go to an end, doesn't matter. Um, I think he, we're planning on getting him back on for an OV. Um, oh, you got uh, Gabriel Harris that's committed to. Georgia. There you go. I'll tell you what, somebody else I'm going to be keeping an eye on too, man. Not, not, not an edge guy, but I'm glad you uh, brought that up, Cole. G- Gabe Harris, definitely. He took an official visit to Auburn back in June. The other guy, and we've talked about him on here, and he took an official visit to Auburn in June as well. Cedric Hawkins, yeah, four star yeah, defensive back from Cocoa, Florida. Who's committed to Ohio State? And man, I tell you what, he he likes him some Auburn, and uh, mm-hmm. be, I'll be keeping a close eye on him. He might be a potential Big Cat visitor. I need to uh, check back with him. I don't know if he'll be able to make it. He's from what South Florida, Cocoa Beach, way down there. Yeah. Would that technically? Be, I guess it's just above South. What would technically be South Florida? But you're right. He's from down in that area for sure. Is he below Tampa? Yeah, I think that's like Space Coast area. I think okay. it's technically referred to as. I'm not exactly sure. That's that's more Keith's domain than mine. Yeah, yeah. We, Florida man weigh in on that one. You know, <laughs> USF throws me off when when you tell me that South Florida is in Tampa, right? Right. Yeah, uh, to me that's Central Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. and, and and UCF is in North Florida. Yeah. So uh, Central Florida is in North Florida. Yeah. <laughs> They're a little backwards, you know, Florida man down there. <laughs> uh, probably going to see some new edges. Oh, yeah. Up. You'd have to almost at this point. 
yeah, I, I don't think there's any way. I mean, and look, that's not going to change their board or who they're pursuing because obviously, uh, you know, the kid out of Montgomery is going to be a number one, the target. But you cannot yeah. go into the season with that being your only target. You got to have other guys on the board and you have to have other guys that are going to be here on campus. So I'm with you guys. Gabe Harris, Wilkie Denod, those are probably the two I've got my eye on the most. The two kids out of Utah. Um, will, they, will they visit? Will they visit? If they visit, do we get into the mix there? Ashley Williams from New Orleans. I know he just made a commitment, but do we push to try to get him back on campus? Did he commit to Nebraska or Minnesota? Nebraska. It, see, to me, that's a situation that could go sideways really quick with Scott Frost this year, and is he looking for a new home if Frost gets fired? So I'm trying to remember, too, by the way. You remember – there was a point in the recruiting cycle last year where it was like, okay, Auburn's targeting about four or five guys from Florida state that are committed to Florida state. They're targeting, you know, some uh, guys committed to other schools. Tay Woody Woody is the name and he was the guy they were on for a while, but they turned up the heat after he committed to Florida state. I'm trying to think of some, when all that started to hit. And if it was after the season or during the season, seemed like it was, but and they turned up the heat on Tay in season when they started to see, I think, some academic progress there because that was always the situation with him. Um, and then there was some indecision as to whether or not we were going to pursue him as an offensive lineman or a defense lineman. Um, and I think Nick Eason had saw enough, seen enough at that point to pursue. But you're right. As we get into the season, when you start to see coaches' names associated with the hot seat, I can guarantee you there will be prospects that Auburn starts to say, okay, hey, we're off to a five and zero start. Your coach is not looking so great. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and I've and I've said that before. You know, people call that. You know, well, you know, you might get lucky. Well, I mean, it happens every year. There's staff changes every year. Why wouldn't you try that avenue? One hundred percent. And you know, I can think of no better situation than Georgia Tech and Jeff Collins. He yeah. is in the hottest of hot seats. If old Capri Pants starts off you know, 0-4, and, and we start off 5-0, and 0, and there's an offensive tackle that they've recruited <laughs> to their school that we may or may not be interested in. Yeah. The phone call, I think, that could be made and some dialogue that could be had. So I'm with you. There's an opportunity there for us to make a move with some guys that are committed to other schools. That's part of being patient right now. But it's hard to tell fans to, to be patient, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Jeffrey, you know, you, you, you've been doing this a lot longer than me, but maybe it – it feels normal to you, but to me, it feels like this 2023 cycle has gone on forever. <laughs> it just seems Dude, like it. But we're still, only like halfway. I mean, everything's been moved up so so much. Everything's. Yeah. Been, I mean, you're talking about most of these kids have gotten. Some of them have finished their official visits. Yeah. Going into their senior right, season. Done. Done with them. I, that I, doesn't. I, I, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. <laughs> No. And, and, but they went every weekend in June. There were five weekends in June. There were there were kids taking three, four. And I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, it, it might even be best. I don't know. But the, the early decisions, and maybe that's the NIL, like Jay Head was talking about earlier. Maybe that's the NIL moving things up. But, but man, I mean, it, it's it's like two, three different cycles in one. You know, mm-hmm. you've got you've got spring, and then you've got summer official visits and summer decisions. And now in the fall, you're going to be tracking other visits and the decommitment cycle, which is yeah, going to is. be crazy. Yeah, with amount, of, amount of guys. I looked this up. So let me go ahead and make this of the guys Florida state had committed last year. A couple of names that jumped out to me that I remember visiting Auburn was Omar Graham. Yes. Uh, yep. 
linebacker from Fort Lauderdale. He came up. He wasn't committed at the time, but Julian Armella, big offensive tackle from Miami. Yep. Um, and Kayshawn Shisap. Y'all remember him? I thought Auburn was going to flip him at one point. Kayshawn Sap? Yeah. Kayshawn, however you say yeah. it. Yeah. That guy. Q Sap. And then, of course, Woody. So yeah, Auburn uh, Auburn was uh, was dipping in and and wetting their toes there with uh, with the Florida State class. Same with LSU too, wasn't it? Uh, oh God, they, they robbed LSU. Ray Citizen and um, took their took their lunch money. Demario Tolan had yeah. Well, they tried with Demario Tolan. Tolan ended up staying with LSU. Um, definitely got our star our star cornerback from South Georgia uh, from, Val, from Valdez. JD JD yeah, Real, yeah. Got JD. Osbury was leaning LSU prior to the coaching staff, obviously being fired there. That worked out in our favor. And then you almost got, you know, probably the premier running back in the entire Southeast who was committed to them, decommitted. And then, you know, ended up at Miami. We're not going to talk about that, but, (laughs) you know, um, we were were in that. That that wasn't a situation where we weren't in it. We were 100% in it down to the wire. You know, you know what? The way that the Trey Citizen recruitment transpired, and Miami was not even like somebody to consider a serious threat until like the twelfth hour. I think there's going to be a lot more recruitments like that this year, just just off of pure guess, based on NIL and how those things transpire towards the end. You know what I mean? Well, you saw it on National Signing Day uh, with Trey Citizen. You obviously saw it with Travis Hunter in Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made. Now look, I don't need Dion, you know, calling me out on Twitter, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right. You know, they, they they made a big time move, but you're right, Cole. I mean, I, I think NIL is a situation that everybody has to be aware of that when money is involved, and we can't pretend like it's not anymore. But when money is involved, decisions like that happen. Yeah. Just almost knee jerk reactions is what it seems like. Sure. Hmm. Well, fellas, let's, we're going to be doing this a couple more times before Big Cat. I think we're two weeks and two days from the big event. Going to be tracking a lot of things. A lot of uh, additions will be made, I'm sure. A lot, maybe even some subtractions. Hmm. But end up with a final list probably about two weeks from today. I would say two weeks from today, we uh, have a pretty good gauge on who's coming, who's not coming, yeah. and uh, what to expect. At, at, at least right now. We think Auburn is in good spot to land at least two 2024 commitments. And go look at our list on Auburn Live on three, the corner, our message board is pinned at the top, running list of Big Cat visitors. There's lists of all the 2024s. Hell, there's even a 2025 Eric Winters on there as well. Uh, go look at that. Pick out two two that you want and, uh, and hope for the best. <laughs> uh, it, let me say one more thing. And you guys were fantastic this last year, Jeffrey. There will be guys that they will try to hide that they're bringing into Big Cat. Always. No question about it. Um, in fact, two linebackers out of Mobile last year, they hid, one of which they flipped. The other one, unfortunately, they did not. So, yeah, right. you know what I mean? It, there will be guys that are committed to other teams, I guarantee you, that will be good. Yep. Cedric Holland has been one of them, which I don't know. I don't have, have any inside info. I'm just – he's a guy to keep an eye on, I would think. Uh yep. How about you this week, fellas? Let me tell you something now. It's been uh, it's been it's been a, it's been a, it's been a rough week. Maybe not for everybody, 
But man, I just felt like the, the corner just needed to break, dude. I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to lay off this week. I, I can only find one dingleberry in Kimisabi. <laughs> uh, uh, RIP'd Auburn Legacy three, three point mm. Yep. And I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sabbatical for the. Female dogs of the week and the dingleberries, except for Kimisabi. He always deserves a damn dingleberry. <laughs> now, as far as, because I thought we had some great, po- listen, there were people, there were people that were being critical, but did it in such a good way. I, mm-hmm. I, I got them in the hibachi list this week. I got them in the hibachi list. I got a, I got a long and strong list of hibachis, and I'm going to get to them. But I want to make sure y'all don't have any. I got one. Okay. I got Bo is great for a fantastic phone call the other night on the call-in show. Uh, yes, big, a big fan of Bo's. Um, fantastic poster, great insight. Um, I think more than anything, sometimes what he's trying to get across is that Auburn should always strive for greatness if really anything else. So yeah. those that may or may not read his post the wrong way, understand that he's just a guy that's competitive, wants to win, wants to see Auburn in his best position. Yeah, well, he's got a lot of passion. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. Even with the call, I mean, I, I even felt that more with the call. So I was good. It was good to hear from him. And uh, for me, it's big sexy for AU. Oh, big sexy. Mm. Yep, yep. He's been think, around I, forever, man. I think he had that. one last week. This might be his back to back. No, he he brings a good perspective, and he's sort of in the middle. He's not he's not too negative, but he's not too positive either. Nope. He's got a good take on things. So that's why I picked him this week. Good stuff, both of them. I, as a matter of fact, Jay Head, I had Bo. Bo is great as a uh, how about you too? So that's a uh, how about you squared for Bo is great. And uh, this is not an endorsement. I guess it is an endorsement, but it's not an ad or anything. But man, I tell you what, dude, I had a crawfish bowl from Big Blue Crawfish in Auburn. Woo, dude, it was, mm, I, it, it was how about you good. So big, big hat about you to the folks at Big Blue Crawfish in Auburn, man. Look them up if you like crawfish. Well, they got crawfish, shrimp. They got it all, dude. It was really good, really, really good. So big hat about you to Big Blue Crawfish. All right, so I, l- l- let me give you a little rundown here. I got Zuni. Zuni, he's been deserving of a uh, of a hat about you, as well as AU Cheddar Biscuit. Yep. Uh, big big hat about you to Bow Tiger 4. How about you to the Plainsman? Not to be confused with Plainsman, who's been a female dog of the week several times. <laughs> or if he hasn't, he was in my mind. And, hey, hey, how about you to AU student without the E, 23? All right, he, was, he, he came on. He was very sure about Falk. And he even said, hey, man, I'm not going to post anymore. I'm so confident that uh, I'm, we're going to get Falk. And I'm not going to – no, man. Hey, dude, welcome to the show, big dog. We all miss, son. Don't go back and watch any of our earlier shows because we was swinging and missing, yeah. son. But we, had, we didn't need air conditioning on because all the swings and misses we were having. Yeah. So don't feel bad, AU Student 23. Keep posting, big dog. Uh, Austin, WDE2, Bo is great. How about you to him? And listen, bbruce9966 at gmail.com. If you don't believe him, just give him an email, man. Just send him an email. <laughs> I had a couple uh, G G Money Maker. Welcome to the site, big new guy. Oh, and this was awesome. Albie's balls, which which deserves a how about you in and of itself, right? <laughs> Albie's yeah. balls, right? I can't remember what it was talking about, but uh, oh, it was smoke one. 
I got to mention smoke one too. And I said something about smoke one and all these bosses, smoky another. <laughs> smoky another. I said, that's what everybody says when you cough, you know, in the South. <laughs> smoky yeah. another. Right. right. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about you, the old crow? How about you, the tiger 13? How about you, the Jay Lee's drugs? <laughs> hey. Hey, how about you, the, not an insider, man? We, we, we probably. I hope y'all don't take him for granted. He's an awesome poster, one of the best we have. We appreciate him. Big how about you to not an insider. And uh, Sam 11, man, I tell you what, I don't know if y'all saw this. Sam 11, it, it, here's the way to be, be not critical, but almost like question, right? Like he, he wanted some answers. He had a timeline of events for Auburn this past fall and even into the spring, and, and he, he, it was a great discussion post. I went back and I retorted him, but it, he did it in a great manner, man. I thought that was a great post. It, created some great discussion. Um, and he had listed like Auburn's, the failures of last fall, ending the season and stuff. And I think my report was, yeah, the only thing different, you can say the same about Florida State. The only thing different is that the Phil Coop Auburn has had. And Florida State seems to be doing really well, um, despite all the stuff that he had listed Auburn had gone through as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and another great post was Jaddy 88. I don't know if y'all saw this. It was either yesterday on Wednesday or Tuesday. He had a history of Big Cat. Um, oh yeah, a list yeah, of all the kids. I think over the last maybe eight or ten years that had attended that, uh, that was an awesome post. Was very interesting, very nostalgic oh, for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, how about you? The money AU ninety three buck uh, buck buck nineteen eighty eight. He's a new one, old friend apparently. Well, met him back in the day. And listen to what I'm going to do here. How about you to Bobby Sweatpants? Oh, uh oh. How about you to Taylor Made Two? Mm. Wow, is that pushing it? Uh, I, I think they both had good weeks. If I'm being I, honest, I do too. That's they your they, they That's did your not choice. flip in 180. They <laughs> stuck with their guns, but they did it in a way that it didn't piss people off, right? You know, don't be a dick. <clears throat> no. Well, I've always thought that Bobby Sweatpants uh, it does a good job not crossing that line. Yeah. While being the way that he is, uh, hey, man, I, too. I say, but I, I, you know, that's that's he's a little bit more of a line pusher, but 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 I I respect I respect him. He 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 does not again. Don't be a dick. That's my, my that's my rule. Of thumb. Don't <laughs> right. be a dick. And he right. hasn't been. He's just voiced his displeasure, concerns, and I um, respect that. And, and last but not least, but always a big how about you to Zach McKennell, our executive producer. Shrivel pot, man. He is awesome, folks. Jack, jump in here, Zach. And listen, man. Let me. I love Zach stuff. Zach, uh, he is a uh, man, a man of the smaller man. <laughs> yeah. And when it comes to college football, dude, I love the attention you give to those smaller schools. That y'all are a big fan of that man, which I am. I'm, I'm a former Jack State Gamecock myself. Yep. Uh, Zach's got his show. Zach, tell us about Blue Bloods. Yeah, man, we cover uh, all really all the college football. We mainly focus on FCS football, man. There's a lot of great talent down there, a lot of great teams, man. Not enough uh, media covers, so we really specialize in that. So um, bluebloodspod.com, and find us on YouTube, the Blue Bloods. Yes, awesome stuff, man. Really, really appreciate all the work Zach does for us, man. Y'all check him out. Uh, that's it, man. Let's, let, y'all join us Tuesday night for the call-in show, and um, also, again, Auburn Live on 3, we've got that dollar special going on for an entire year. If you need a dollar, I'll loan it to you. Just hit me up um, on Gmail. It's uh, Bruce9966 at gmail.com. 
<laughs> be Bruce. <laughs> yeah, just just email oh, me. At, just email me at bebruce9966 at gmail.com. For, <laughs> yeah. I'll loan you a dollar. Yeah, interest yeah. free. Uh, me too. Yeah, seriously, man. A lot, lot of, lot of great stuff on the site. Going to be a lot of great stuff even to come. Uh, so go check us out, man. For for Zach, for for Cole, for J Head, man. I'm Jeffrey Lee. We appreciate everybody. Stay out of the left lane. See. You.